Hello and welcome to another episode of the Backcheck Hockey History Podcast, where we evaluate the Hall of Fame cases for various NHL players. My name is Riley. I am with Bill. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing. Thanks. And today we have the 1997 Hall of Fame class, and they are uh, uh, two players who uh, are probably fairly uncontroversial inductees. Uh, the first is Brian Chartier, and the second is Mario Lemieux. Uh, so two centers um, played, born, what, like 10 years apart? Uh, nine years apart-ish, um, Chartier being nine years or so older than Lemieux, um, yeah. and being having won cups many uh, multiple times, in the case of Chartier, many, many times, and... Yeah. Uh, Multiple awards each, and Lemieux, of course, some people play is, think is the best player in history. Yeah, and they, they won at least one cup together, right? So They won two cups together. There you go. In fact. In, uh, I, if wasn't I'm not sure, mistaken. I wasn't sure if Trottier was still there for the second one. I yeah, remember. he was. Yeah, yeah. he played. Uh, weirdly, he, he did take a year. Like he, like, he seems to have like, not played one year at the end there, but it was a year after that, and then he played another year. Um weirdly, which I, I forgot to look into. But anyway, so we're starting with Trottier, who uh, who played in the NHL from 75 to 94, so quite a while. Um, but it was actually because he missed one season there. It's 18 seasons, not 19. Um, at his retirement, he was 15th all-time in goals, 6th uh, all-time in assists, and 6th all-time points. So for those of us who didn't really see him play or only saw him at the very end, he was actually you know a very dominant offensive player i mean the fact that he was that high up in like all-time totals uh when he retired like i didn't realize he was six all-time in points at his retirement like that's higher than i thought he was yeah absolutely yeah um he's now 17th all-time in points and 19th all-time in assists so he's still in the top 20 uh, despite having been retired for uh you know seven sorry sorry i'm i'm confused at how old i am 27 years um <laughs> Also, he was uh, 23rd all-time in point shares at his retirement, and he was um, 8th all-time in plus-minus. He has a spectacular plus-minus of uh, plus almost 450, one shy of plus 450, so 449. And he was 18th all-time in offensive point shares. Also, he was in the top 25 in both uh, assists per game and points per game, partly due to when he played, as we'll see. Um, but, like, really, really... Uh, spectacular numbers, and particularly spectacular when you look at his draft. He was drafted in 1974, um, and I don't actually know why uh, he didn't play that first year. Um, but uh, he was he was drafted 22nd overall in the Greg Jolie draft, uh, the infamous, I guess, Greg Jolie draft because he played uh, 365 games and scored a total of 97 points and was a minus 165. Um, so not a very good first round pick. Uh, and uh, Wilf Paymont, uh, the second overall pick, was like had a far better career. Um, but this is the same draft that we talked about with Clark Gillies. Uh, it's also a draft that contains a few other uh, notable players. Uh, Mark, Mark Howe, um, though Mark Howe was obviously playing the WJ first. Uh, Ron Greshner, Bob Murray, Pierre LaRouche, Danny Gare, Charlie Simmer, you know, some good players, but nobody compares in any way to Trottier in this. Uh, Trottier is the best player in this draft, and it's not even um, close. Uh, 
it is uh, like hilarious. In fact, he is first in goals by over a hundred ahead of LaRouche. He is first in assists by over 350 ahead of Mark Howe. Now Mark Howe obviously had a much shorter career because of his WHA days, but yeah. still, um, he is a preposterous, almost 600 points. Actually, sorry, 603 points ahead of Pierre LaRouche in terms of points. Like, that's that's a career for some people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is uh, almost plus 50 ahead of Mark Howe. In point shares, he is uh, uh, almost 11 point shares ahead of Mark Howe, which uh, is, uh, for a forward, is well over a one-star season. Um, you have to have a really excellent year to have uh, 11 point shares as a forward, especially a forward who scores fewer goals than he assists on. And then games played, he is uh, over 200 ahead of Harold's. I've never known how to say Snap's last name. How do you say it? Snaps. Sorry, what? Well, Harold Snaps. Snaps? I don't know how, yeah. how you say it. Is yeah, it Snaps? Harold Snaps. Yeah. Okay. Also, I forgot to mention this the last time we talked about the 97, uh, 74 draft, but this is also the draft in which the uh, Sabres made up a fake player. Oh, uh, uh, yes. And drafted yeah. him 100. 83rd overall uh, as some kind of weird protest or something. Um, yeah, because the, really... the draft went um, the draft used to go like, what, 15 rounds, I think back in the day, and it just took absolutely forever, and it was Sam Pollock, I believe, that was the GM of uh, Buffalo at the time. Uh, um, I it was actually Punch Imlock. Up... Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yep. So, thinking about the wrong, uh, the wrong very famous GM. But yeah, he was just like so annoyed at how like drawn out the process was and he's just like fine let's let's just sort of make fun of how ridiculous this yeah. is and i think i think the player's name was taro tsujimoto if i'm something like that yeah yeah something like that and he and he said he uh, he said he played for the uh the tokyo kitana so it'd be like the tokyo blades kind of thing and yeah. everyone was scrambling like who is this guy how does he know about him he just made up a person like yeah. it's ridiculous Good old days of the 70s. Anyway, it's very clear that Trottier, there's no question. Like, Trottier, I mean, I listen, I'm, as for someone who didn't watch Mark Howe play, I, I'm a, a Mark Howe fan, and I was very happy to see him win see the Norris. Uh, but, like, I still think like, this is, it's not even close, this draft. It's hilarious. There's probably no other draft in history, or maybe there's only a couple, where, like, one guy is so much clearly ahead of everybody else in his class. It's quite funny. Yeah. Um, era wise, he, he's slightly less impressive. He's, he's a top five forward. He's uh fifth in goals, second in assists, uh, third in points and six in goals per game, fifth in assists per game, fourth in points per game. He is just to give you an idea of how, how many like people driving like on really, really strong teams that were blowing other teams out of the water. He is only fourth in plus minus in his era, despite being plus 450. And of course that, uh, that game cut off. I mean, that includes some teammates like Pop Van Bossy, who I off the top of my head, I don't know if they're higher. Um, it's, it may include Gretzky just because that Gretzky was so healthy. He may have played enough, enough game um, yeah. it, it between uh, 80 and 94 to qualify for that. I don't remember. Um, it's worth noting. He is also the first forward in defensive point shares. He had a bit of a reputation for two way play. Um, um his 82 game average is a preposterous 91 points plus 29, which is just like crazy. Um, as usual, we calculated a 
three-year peak, and as we're often finding when we do that, it's really unfair to the player because Trache's uh, best four seasons are six seasons apart. Um, and so they're like there's four seasons spread out over six years, so we just pick three of those, and uh, his 80-game average is 125 points and plus 55. So the Islanders were good, it's, it seems, maybe. <laughs> Um, Playoff-wise, his numbers are um, pretty impressive in terms of totals, anyway. Um, At his retirement, he was 8th all-time in goals and 6th all-time in assists and 5th all-time in in points, but he was 2nd all-time in playoff games played at his retirement, which makes sense because the Islanders were just so in the playoffs every year, you know, and then he went and he played on the Penguins yeah. after that. So, <laughs> so and that's, those are some long cup runs. It's a lot of playoff. Games. Yeah. But it's interesting actually that he's second in games and that he actually, he looks really good when you look at his totals and then you're like, actually he's second in game. So the fact that he's eighth in playoff goals is kind of lower than you might expect. Um, for arrow wise for the playoffs, he is, he was a top five offensive player, fifth in points, fifth in assists, sixth in goals. And of course, he was first in games for that era because he was second to overall. Uh, to I guess at that point in '94, it might be to either like someone like Pop Van or to Gordy Howe. I honestly don't know. Um, I don't remember. Um, the era adjustment hits Trottier extremely hard. Like we've talked about with these guys who debuted in the mid '70s, like. Yeah. The late 70s is when things started to take off, and their careers basically completely overlap the highest scoring era in league history. And so if you would, the hockey references adjustment for era knocks him 16 points wow. off his 82-game average, which actually puts him slightly below a point per game, um, which is kind of surprising to me and because it, it's like... Um, it's it's uh, actually... Did I calculate that correctly? Yes, I did. Um, like, I believe Bossy uh, is, like, and a few others are 20 points off, and, and and still, like, some of these guys are still a point. Like, we talked about Stasny, right? Stasny was 20 points off, and he was yeah. still a point-per-game player. Um, now, of course, this is a, you know, calculation. It doesn't really mean anything, but it just goes to show, like, they were, he played a really high-scoring era. So that should be factored into consideration, though I'm sure it doesn't make his case any worse. Um it's also worth noting that uh, the versus X era adjustment, which is a different adjustment, um, makes him look a little bit better. His totals are all higher except uh, with versus X than they are with hockey reference. And also, if you uh, put a qualifier of 130 games played, he is 23rd all time in adjusted assists per game and points per game for the versus X adjustment. He was never traded um, because he was, of course, a uh, one of the multiple franchise players with the uh, Islanders. And then um, I guess they just were going to let him retire and he wanted to keep playing. And so he, when his contract was up, he signed with Pittsburgh. Um, so he was not traded. Uh, he has, he has just a slew of accomplishments as you might expect. He won the heart in 1979. When we did our heart trophy series, we agreed with that completely. We, we put him as the MVP and best player for that year as well. Uh, he, he was top five in heart voting another four times. He also won the Conn Smythe in 80. Um, and we are going to, if I'm not mistaken, get into uh, how he probably should have won two of those. Um, or one of them, rather. Uh, 
perhaps. I, I have to double check when we get there. Um, he also won. He won the Art Ross in '79, the same year he won the Hart. He also won the Calder in '76, and he won the King Clancy at '89 when he was, uh, you know, in the sort of downside of his career. Um, he was a top five player by, win, uh, by point shares twice. Um, he was in the top ten offensive point shares five times. So you know, that's half. Half of the decade being one of the top offensive players in the league is pretty good, uh, but was very consistent um, in, during his Islanders years anyway uh, until the very end. So, you know, he still managed to put up a fair amount of points. Um, he led the league in assists twice. He led the league in assists per game twice. Uh, he led the league in points once and points per game once, too. So he had that 79 year. He was really, really great, but he also had plenty of other uh, good years. He... Uh, you know, he, he's one of these players who played long enough that he, he did some things a bunch of times. Like, he, he's one of only 19 players to ever score 30 goals 11 times. Um, he also is one of only 10 players to score, uh, to be in the top five in assists seven times, which is something that I had no idea about. Um, 70 assists five times, one of only eight players, that kind of thing. Um, you know, he's one of only 11 players to have 90 points eight times. It's like weird, weird shit like that. Uh, he led the league in plus-minus once. Um, he also was a first-team All-Star twice, which, given that he uh, was a center and played when he did, you might think was hard, but he was really, really elite at the end of the 80s. He was one of the best centers in the league, and that was just before Gretzky came in. And it was basically him and Dion, right? Yep. Um, yeah. And and so, uh, you know, because LeFleur was a, was a winger, so um, of those, the best offensive, and, and so was Bossy. So, so best offensive players in the league. It was him and him, Dion, who were going to be considered for that, and some all their second all stars um, versus X. The the peak adjustment, which seeks to compare uh, the best seasons of each player's career across history, ranks him 118th all time in goals for his best seven seasons, but 28th all time in assists and 26th all time in points, which is pretty good. You know, almost a top 25 player. All time when you do best seven, and when you do best ten, it's even better. He's twenty sixth all time in assists and twenty fourth all time in points. Um, so that's pretty exclusive company. Lastly, we have his best teams. Uh, he won the Conn Smythe in uh, eighty, in which he led the playoffs in goals and points. He also uh, had a pretty good case in eighty two. Um, when yeah, he didn't win yeah. the Consmith, when he led the playoffs in assists and points, not goals and points. And I believe that was the year that they gave Mike Bossy the makeup. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that was, uh, I'll have to see if I can check it out. Um, but there, there's, uh, there was, we talked, when we talked about, I think, Butch Goring, there was a year that Mike Bossy was given it because he should have won it the year Butch Goring won it. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So Mike Bossy uh, won the Conn Smythe in in '82, and it was uh, it was Trache's award, uh, but it was Mike Bossy's award in '81. So uh, everybody's a year behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so basically, it looks as though Trache should have actually won two Conn Smythes. And, and if we do ever get to our series on uh, you know on the on the Conn Smythe, I think we'll, it will be fairly clear that Taraji deserved the 82 one because he, he was, you know, he did lead the team in, in two offensive categories to bossy's one. And, uh, I mean, we don't have ice time, but I, I, I 
I didn't watch the Jets play. I was yeah in '82. I was I was uh, not even uh, one yet. Um, yeah. But I'm pretty sure, like you know, I always sort of defer, generally speaking, that the center is the more important player when you have these sort of near ties and stuff. Yeah. Without knowing more. Um, he also, of course, they won in 81 and as well, and he didn't have as important a role in 81, obviously. Boss, 81 is the year the boss. He just went insane and had 35 points in 18 games. And and still, because hockey writers are weird, didn't win the award, but anyway. Um, and then in 83, by 83, uh, Trottier was sort of... Um, I mean, he still put up 26 points in, uh, in 19 games, but he was definitely less of an offensive force relative to the rest of his team, and he... Um, I think that was the year. Maybe it might have been the year Gillies led the team. Anyway, he was he didn't he was not on the top three in points. And then um, in '84, uh, he also was not in the top three in points. So he was sort of you know he was in his late twenties at this point. And then of course he won two more cups as a role player in '91 and '92 with Mario Lumia. He also won a, uh, a he he actually um, didn't win. Sorry he. He was on the 81 Canada Cup team that didn't win. Um, and I don't know why he... Oh, I remember why. So there's a weird thing. He wasn't on the, uh, the next Canada Cup. And the reason was, is he had become an American citizen. Ah. And he switched teams. And it was, even though the Americans in the mid-80s were terrible, uh, relatively speaking. And uh, he, uh, he got... His teammates, his Canadian teammates were apparently really mad at him. Um, but he uh, he said I don't have it in front of me, but he said something like he he wanted to give back to a country that had given him so much, which I presume means like the people in New York really liked him and also money, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he also uh, he won a silver in the World Juniors in in '75 um, when he was not quite yet in the NHL. So that is a career. Um. I think it's very clear he belongs. Uh, I don't even I, know how you could argue it, right? <laughs> yeah, I I don't. I mean, he has like multiple awards. He won six Stanley Cups, which has got to be for a player drafted when he was who didn't play for the Oilers. Yeah, it seems kind of like impossible, um, almost. Um, you know, he 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 had that one year where he was very clearly the best forward in the league. Um, and then he had some other years where he was pretty good. Uh, he was, you know, he has four end of end of season All Star team appearances. Uh, like I said, he has like four awards. Um, he he was in the top ten in terms of top six in terms of all time points when he retired. Like it's just it's unimpeachable. The big question, I guess, is like where does he rank all time among centers? And I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. We'd probably have to have a whole centers episode. And, yeah. Um, g- given that, you know, most of the, usually he's the most important guy on the ice. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's probably, there's, you know, if you just look at the greatest players of all time, so many of them are centers that it's going to be, uh, be a tricky one. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, as someone who didn't watch that, that Islanders dynasty, like, I don't, I have no idea, like, like uh, between, him and Potvam Bossy, who was the most important player on that team, I'm inclined to say Potvam, but like it might have been Trotje. Might depend on the game and the in the series, right? Yeah. Um, and then also, of course, you can't. 
I guess you can't uh, uh, leave out Smith, but um, it's it's uh, I don't know. I mean, like I think he he's very clearly belongs. It's the question is like where does he rank all time? And I I just uh, I don't know. I mean, it's sort of like Gretzky and Lemieux, and then like uh, you know you start thinking about Belovo and Makita and maybe Trottier and then yeah maybe uh, Iserman yeah Iserman Sakic. Yeah. I would I would throw Forsberg into the mix, which might be controversial for some people. Um, I don't know, like, uh, and then you might even get like the old timers, right? Like, yeah, uh, uh, Moran's, um, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I have no. Idea. But Trotte would be in. Oh, Dion, of course, we're skipping Dion. Yes, yeah. Um, I think Trotte would be in that discussion. I just don't know where in that discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's may, maybe that's a future episode we can try to crank yeah. up and do you know sort of the 10 greatest at each position or whatever yeah yeah that would be fun um knowing us it would have to be a series of episodes yes obviously yeah well but <laughs> during this during the summer maybe when i'm not teaching and i have a little more free time we could uh do episodes more regularly <laughs> yeah um yeah so i mean i don't i mean there's the thing about this is that there's not much controversy right like it's it makes sense he was it, he'd been retired for three years which is the the minimum waiting point, and they inducted him immediately after three years, and yeah, tracks, you know. <laughs> I would too, if if I had been a voter in 1997, and Trotte was eligible for the first time, I would have been like, yes, put him in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, on that note. His teammate on his last two cups was Mario Lemieux, who was uh, considered to be, in many ways, sort of like the heir to Gretzky, even before he was drafted. I mean, he put up preposterous junior numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if he still holds the QMJHL records to this pretty, day. Pretty sure he does. Because they were just... I'm trying to see if I can find them. on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... so uh, in his final Q year, uh, he had 282 points in 70 games, which, <laughs> if you're keeping track, is four points a game. That is exactly like yeah, that's it's, bonkers. It's, and uh, the previous year, he only had three points a game in 83. Yeah, and he would have been like he would have been like 17, 18, yeah. and in junior, you can have guys up to 20 playing yeah. against you. So I mean, even against some guys who are, you know, usually when people put up their highest numbers, they're not, they're like an overager, right? They're 19, yeah, yeah. 20. And yeah. let me just no, shattered the books. He was 18 when he put up the four points a game and he was 17 when he put up six points a game. And in his year, when he was 16, um, he put up uh, one and a half points a game, a terrible one and a half points a game. And he had more assists than he played games in, in when he was 16 yeah. in the queue. Um, so people thought he was going to be good, and it turned out they were right. Now, before we get into the details, or we, I guess we could wait, but there is the whole thing about how he was inducted and then he returned, and that bothers some people. I really don't know why. I think the Hall was right to be worried about his health, and honestly, if something had gone really wrong with uh, with his cancer, I think it's safe to say that not inducting him immediately would have looked really bad. Yep, I would say so. <laughs> yeah. so. So the fact that they did it, and then he came back for uh, three years later and, and played again for 
you know five years uh i don't think there's anything wrong with that personally it's no, it's really different than inducting pronger like which i also don't have a problem with but like when he was still technically on it like active right like yeah 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 um, this is this is different. They were he retired and they were really concerned about his health. And I think that's I don't know what the controversy is. Oh, I thought that was weird that some people were upset about it. Uh, but yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way before we. So um, he played for 13 seasons and then he played for. Uh, that doesn't add up. He played for parts of 13 seasons and then he played for um, another. Uh, what did I say? Five years? Five years because of the lockout, yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, as everybody knows, Lemieux had some pretty awful health problems throughout his career. Yeah. He played 79 games once. He never played 80. He played 70 a total of five, uh, six times out of his 16-year uh, career. And um, regularly was in 60 games. And then, of course, there's like one year he played in 10, a couple of years, he five years he played in 20. He missed an absolute ton of games. So he played only 900 games in those 16 seasons, which is, you know, way, way, way off what it should be. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's well documented, uh, you know, that he, he underwent cancer treatments and, and overcame that. But he also had like pretty significant back problems for most yep. of his career. Yes. Um, I, I think I've said it on a couple of podcasts where uh, that we've done already, where it's like he he couldn't even tie a skate. Sometimes somebody else would have to tie a skates for him because, yeah. like, he could go out and skate and play the game, but to bend over to actually tie up your skates put way too much stress on his lower back and just couldn't do it. Yeah. So I mean, the, the amount of points he put he put up, which are you know pretty ridiculous, and the fact that he was never, not never, but I mean he pretty much had injuries to deal with his whole career. That's it's even more remarkable what he was able to accomplish, not to mention about, you know, two or three guys hanging off him when he scored half his goals. <laughs> yeah. When you look at the games played, only two of the seasons in which he made it into 70 games happened in the latter half of his career. The other the other three happened in the first four seasons of his career or sorry, the other four happened in the first five seasons of his career. So he, you know, from like 89 on, he was playing regularly 60 or fewer 60 something or fewer games for every season that he played since then um with with two exceptions in 96 and 97 when he was suddenly miraculously mostly healthy and and that does i mean i think that leads so much to the like ideas that he could have been better than gretzky if he'd just been healthy but uh, you know not only we never know in the gretzky episode we sort of talked about why that probably isn't true yeah so Despite all this, he is tenth all time in goals, still, which is like tells you something, right? This this man missed I don't know how many games, you know, like what's sixteen times eighty two? Um, <laughs> missed an absolutely preposterous number of games, or eighty, I guess. Uh, yet he's still tenth all time in goals. He's eleventh all time in assists and eighth all time in points, plus one fifteen. Yeah, yeah like when, when, when you look at when you look at the Muse totals too. It's it's when you really get to the points per game, assists per game, that it jumps yeah. out. Otherwise than that, you're like, oh, he was pretty good. You're like, yeah, yeah. well, wait, you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Uh, you should interrupt me. Um, yeah, it's it's like, but I mean, like when you know, like someone missed that much of their career. I'm just actually gonna, I'm just because my brain is, you know, not completely there apparently. So he <laughs> missed, he missed three hundred, he missed a quarter of his career. 
man. He should have played twelve eighty, roughly speaking. Um, for and he missed he missed three hundred and sixty five games out of that. Um, so you know that's slightly more than a quarter. Um, anyway, and he still managed to be eighth all time in points. And and that is because, as Bill pointed out, he is third all time in goals per game, second all time in assists per game, uh, and points per game. And he actually briefly held the record in um, in uh, goals per game in '93, and and he held that until 2005 in the lockout. And then he uh, he returned and played 26 games post lockout, which I guess was enough to drag him out of the. Uh, <laughs> out of the leaderboard there um, back down below bossy. And um, I think there's someone from old time ahead of him too. And then, uh, or maybe it's Gretzky. Uh, and then assist per game. He, he actually had the point. Uh, sorry. He had the point. He was never ahead of Gretzky for assist per game, but points per game. He was uh, ahead of Gretzky from uh, 98 until 2003. And then his past, his last two seasons uh, were well below his career averages and dragged him back down below Gretzky again. So that's what happens when you come back, you know, <laughs> knock yourself out of first place, apparently. Yeah. Um, so uh, he was drafted in 85, um, so 11 years after Trache, despite being only nine years younger than him. I don't really know why. Uh, I guess he played something about maybe the draft had changed or how long he played in junior. Or I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Um, or sorry, he was drafted in 84, my mistake. So 10 years ahead. That makes more sense. Um, he is, of course, uh, ahead in many of the categories, but because it is also the Brett Hall draft, he is actually not first in goals. He is second in goals, though obviously he is first in goals per game. Goes without saying. Yeah. Um, and he's behind Hall by like 50. But he is ahead of Luke Robitaille in assists by um, 300. And despite Robitaille playing in 500 more games. And he is ahead of Robitaille in points by 350-ish. Again, despite play, Robitaille playing in 500 more games. Um, and then he's not super high up in the plus. He's like plus minus. He's uh, seventh. Uh, but that's because uh, Gary Roberts and Peter Savota and Gary Suter in this draft, all of whom had pretty good careers in that regard. Lemieux is behind Patrick Waugh in point shares in this draft, and that is because Patrick Waugh uh, is a goalie, and Patrick Waugh also played, believe it or not, 100 more games than Mary Lemieux did, which is wow. not something you ever hear about forwards and goalies. <laughs> who have who have distinguished careers, right? Like, goalies play less. Right now, especially, right? When goalies don't play whole seasons. Anyway. Um, but still, you know, best player in his draft, there's no real controversy here. Yeah. He's one of the three best players of all time, or four best players, depending on how you feel about uh, Gordie Howe, and uh, possibly the best, depending on your point of view. So the fact that he's the best player in his draft should go without saying. Um, so error-wise, uh, he has two errors, of course. Um, first, he played from 84 to 97, and in that era... Um, of the 137 skaters to play in at least 700 games, he is first in goals, goals per game, points per game, and second in all other offensive categories, and then third in point shares. And he is 108 in played. So uh, the fact that he is, you know, 
He's 108th in games played, and yet still the first or second best forward of his era yeah. in terms of offensive numbers. is gives you some idea of how bonkers they are. Um, Gretzky, of course, would be the person who is ahead of him in um, assists, assists per game, points, etc. Um, it's worth noting, so he came back and, and between 2000 and 2006 of the hundreds of players playing at least 150 games. Um, he is uh, first in points per game still, despite the fact that he was had been retired for four years or three years, sorry, and uh, and also was like you know old and yep. still experiencing health problems. Um, and he's 130th in total goals, but 10th in goals per game. He's 82nd in assists, but second in assists per game. He's 90th in points, but first in points per game. And that's because uh, he's he's not even in the top 200 in games played for that period for his return, because he still missed tons of games. Um, his 82-game average is a preposterous 155 points, which is just wow. video game, plus 10. And his three-year peak of 87 and 90, uh, 188 points uh, and plus 18. So, you know, wow. pretty, not Gretzky, but still very, yeah. very good. Not Gretzky's was in the 200s yeah. for the three-year peak. Um, playoffs, uh, he's 25th all-time in assists. He's 17th all-time in points. And keep in mind that not only did he... Was he hurt all the damn time? But the Penguins absolutely sucked for the first yep. and last parts of his career. And so he didn't play in as many playoff games as a lot of people. Um, he is not in the top 25 of playoff games all time. He's only got 107 games. So that's why he doesn't have crazy um, totals. But he, of course, has great per-game numbers. He's first all-time in playoff goals per game. He's second all-time in playoff assists per game. Brian, you know who? And he's second all-time in playoff points per game um, behind you-know-who. He also briefly held the lead in playoff points per game in one season. And I believe that was in, like, between 90, uh, 89 and 91 or something like that. Um, because that's 91 is when he had the, his, his really, really crazy... Well, actually, 92 had a pretty crazy year, too. Um, <laughs> Era-wise, uh, of the hundreds of skaters who play in at least 82 playoff games between 84 and 97, he's first in goals per game, but sixth in goals. He's second in assists per game, but tenth in assists. He's second in playoff per game, points per game, but fifth in playoff points. So, you know, didn't play a ton as much as lots of other people, but still was the second best player in the league and best goal scorer. Um, the adjustment for Era, he still looks pretty good. Uh, his... He's bumped down um, 17 points uh, by the hockey reference adjustment for era per 82 games, but he's still like way, way, way over a point per game player. He's almost a point and a half still with the era adjustment. Um, he's 15th all time in adjusted goals and assists, and 10th all time in adjusted points. So the adjustment for era doesn't hurt him as much as some people. Um, He's ninth all-time in adjusted goals per game, third all-time in adjusted assists per game behind uh, Gretzky, and I honestly don't know off the top of my head, and second all-time behind Gretzky in point, adjusted points. And if you raise the... Or sorry, that might actually not be Gretzky. That might actually be one of those 40s players that... Or, th or 20s players that... Uh, <laughs> hockey reference. Because when you add the 820-game qualifier... He's actually he rises up, so it's got to be actually a, pl a player who played in the. It's probably like 
somebody weird like uh, Howie Morenz or um, Butcher <laughs> Butcher yeah, Jackson or somebody like that. Who like just got enough games, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so the versus X adjustment, he looks a little uh, less great, uh, but they of course favor the the forties compared to hockey reference favoring the 30s and 20s and um so he's 25th all-time in adjusted goals he's 21st all-time adjusted assists and 18th all-time in adjusted points and he's only 20th all-time in goals per game 11th in assists per game and 13th in points per game but just like with the hockey reference adjustment there's problems with these adjustments and you know the fact that he's dropped down that far it's really you know we can't say in any way what that actually means i mean I'm certainly not taking like a bunch of guys from the forties over Mary Lemieux no. in some kind of all time ranking. Especially given what happened in the mid forties with the war. Yes. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's the you know, when when you look at at sort of Lemieux's dominance during, you know, the era in which he played, I mean, if if uh you know, if Wayne Gretzky hadn't already like just put an assault on the record books before Lemieux even got into the league, um you know, we, I, I don't, I think most people would agree he's the, he's the best forward of all time. But, you know, since we have Gretzky who just obliterated the record book, um, you know, maybe Lemieux could, you know, it's, it's one of the great what ifs of maybe Lemieux actually could have, you know, broken some of Gretzky's records if he had been fully healthy and not had the back problems and, you know, um, been healthier, not gotten cancer, all that stuff. But, I think if you're looking at them in terms of like pure talent, um, the, the like if you're looking at it from records point of view, Gretzky's numbers are just like video game numbers. Makes no sense. But Lemieux's kind of were too, and he was you know sort of uh, held back by his uh, by his uh, you know by how un- unhealthy he unfortunately was. So it's uh, it's a really interesting discussion. And having seen them both play, I, I know I always favored Lemieux because I figured. If you sort of really needed a goal, Lemieux was maybe more the guy to score that. But again, I was, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years old. Uh, so I missed probably Gretzky, all of Gretzky's best years before yeah. I finally really started watching. And Gretzky was still amazing, but he was, you know, almost uh, getting close to 30, you know. So it's, uh, I, I, I think Lemieux's sort of the greatest player where I saw the peak of his career at a time when I actually was really starting to pay attention to hockey. So maybe that's why it stands out so much. Also, I used to live in Billy Mart and that's where he's from. So uh, if you, uh, if, if anybody out there's a massive Mario Lemieux fan, you can go and see the uh, boyhood home where he grew up. There's a, there's a family who lives in it currently. It's not like there's the, they probably should have a big plaque out front, but uh, yeah, last time I they probably should. Not. Yeah. And, and, but if you want to see memorabilia, there's a great little burger place in town called uh, Delalo's Burgers probably the best burger in Montreal. They've been around since 1929. Um, and they used to sponsor youth hockey teams. And so Mario played for a team that they, uh, that they sponsored the Ville Hurricanes. So there's all kinds of Mario Lemieux memorabilia in the restaurant and stuff like that. It's really cool. Just another thing about his injuries is that when we, we do the, I don't, I, off the top of my head, I don't remember the hockey reference adjustment, um, how much it factors in a uh, games played matters, how much, uh, how much that does. But like, um, with versus X, it's relative to your your competition, and when you miss games, you you know it's yeah. it's so the versus X the one he's he's not doesn't look as good with the versus X adjustment is uh, he just 
he wasn't always leading the league and stuff because he didn't play enough games. And and so that's another thing to just remember when you're like, huh? It thinks he's only the 20th best player all time or 10th, <laughs> depending on the thing. It's like, well, if he had been healthy, it would think probably a lot more highly of him. Um, so he has three heart trophies, and that is uh, tied with Bobby Clark and Howie Morenz and Bobby Orr and now Ovechkin for, uh, for uh, fourth on the list. Um, he was also top five in heart voting another six times. And we talked about on the show... Uh, how we don't quite agree with this. We actually think he should have won the heart four times, including one year that Gretzky won it. And we also thought he should win the best player award, which was our, like, your team sucks, but you're amazing thing. Yeah. Uh, six times. Um, and those were some of the years when he, we think maybe he could have won the heart, but mostly years where we think he uh, didn't deserve it because his team was garbage. Um, but he, you know, he, he, he probably could have come away with more hardware is what we're saying. The one, the, uh, the Lindsay, uh, four times, um, and at least, uh, two of those were in recognition or at least one of those, sorry, was in recognition that he was the best player in the league, but his team sucked. Um, or close to the best player. Cause in 86, I don't actually think he was the best player, but they, they said he did. He also of course won the Calder uh, and he won the Masterton in 93 and could have won the Masterton many times. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then both times he won the Stanley Cup, he won the Conn Smythe for obvious reasons that we will get into shortly. Um, he was the best player by point shares four times in 88, 89, 93, and 96, which is the fifth most ever with some other people. Uh, and that is despite missing tons of games, right? This is a guy who never played a full season and yet uh, point shares still thinks he was the best player four times, which is something. Um, he was also uh, he was top five seven times, which is a lot, and top ten eight times. And the only reason he wasn't more is games played, of course. Eighty nine, he set the single re- season record for offensive point shares, beating Gretzky. And the reason, of course, is that at this point in his career, he was, um, well, you know, for most of it, he was quite a dominant goal scorer. And yeah. as Bill pointed out in the Gretzky episode, Gretzky sort of shifted over time to being more of a passer as opposed to just a dominant goal scorer like he was in the, in the early days of his career. And so uh, given that the, the, st- the metric favors goal scoring, it shouldn't be shocking that, uh, that he did that. Um, of course, so that means he was the best offensive player um, sometimes, uh, and that happened six times, which is the second most ever, and the first most is uh, Gretzky. Or, or how, actually, I'm just off my head, I'm not sure. Um, and he's the fourth most ever top five finishes in that, uh, which is, you know, behind probably how Gretzky, um, and I don't know if it would be Dale or somebody else. I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, but again, all the, do, all these point shares are tied to health. And so he would have had more impressive finishes than that. Had he been healthy, he led the league goals three times, which is the ninth most ever. He led the league in, Goals per game six times, which is the third most ever behind uh, Gretzky and probably Richard or somebody like that, or Bossy. Maybe I don't. I don't. No, probably Richard. Um, he famously scored 85 goals, and uh, only Hall and Gretzky have done that. He also somehow scored 70 goals twice, which Hall, uh, him and uh, Hall and Gretzky, and he scored 65 goals four times, which it's only him and Gretzky to do. Um, 
you know, and and you go down the 45 goals eight times, it's it's bossy Dion Gretzky Ovechkin. So many of the things he managed to do despite his injuries are like in really rarefied company. Yeah, you can keep you can keep going down 40 goals ten times. It's just Dion Gretzky and Ovechkin. Um, and then of course you get to the very bottom of that type of list, and he doesn't qualify or he doesn't have that many impressive things anymore because he just didn't play long enough. But no. still very very impressive. He led the league in assists three times, which is the third most ever. He led the league in assists per game six times, second most ever behind Gretzky. You get the idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, him and him and Gretzky did things with assists that only the two of them had ever done. Um, and uh, as we talked about in the Gretzky episode, of course, Gretzky did it like many times over what Lemieux did, and some of that is health, and some of that is Gretzky. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's it's um it's interesting that you were saying you know he's never he never played a full season and he yet he had a season of 199 points and you know so it's like he's the only other guy who yeah. I mean if you if you give if you give him basically saying well I, I think he missed three games that year um he missed four games that year four games so yeah if you give him four more games he's in the 200s yeah. he, he might even have beaten one of Gretzky's you know marks in the 200s yeah. like he it, yeah because Gretzky had like a 204 season or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So. or 202 or something like yeah. that yeah uh absolutely right um so he led the league in points six times, which is second most ever behind Gretzky. Points per game, ditto. Second most times ever, seven times. Um, but Gretzky, and then in terms of the frequency with which he scored, it's also Gretzky's ahead of him. And Dion one time in terms of uh, 90 points, 11 times. But the main takeaway being, of course, like we talked about with the Gretzky episode, is that Gretzky often did it many times over, whereas Lemieux would do it once. Or, you know, four times or something, Gretzky would do it nine, you know? Um, and again, some of that has to do with health, but some of that has to do with Gretzky and the Oilers. And, you know, the other thing, the one other thing I think you can say about Lemieux and Gretzky is that Gretzky walked into a team with other guys who, without Gretzky, they may, they don't win. I, I'm willing to say they don't win four cups in five years, but they could have won some probably, and yeah. we're certainly a good team. And Lemieux didn't walk into that. And so, in yeah. addition to missing games every season of his career and missing four or three years right in the middle of it, he also was playing with like older Rick Kehoe or something like that in '85. Well, well, that's, that's the thing too. Right? Like uh, the, you know, some some stuff has come out about Pittsburgh, like intentionally tanking uh pretty hard for it to, to make sure that they got mario to save hockey in pittsburgh um and just you know anybody who started to play well they just traded them away so when lemieux's there he's the savior of the team but they've decimated like they've they've really taken that team apart so there's nothing there it's just lemieux and a team that finished completely dead last the year before so it's takes- you are absolutely right yeah because i actually i don't oh rickio's there but he played uh Six games, so I, I'm guessing that he uh, uh, he got traded. That That's the year he got traded. I don't even see Randy Carlisle. Actually, Randy Carlisle might not have even been there anymore. Like, this is so... So the the next highest... Just to confirm what you're saying, Bill, the next highest scorer on on the first... On the Penguins team in 85 yeah. is Warren Young, the illustrious Hall of Famer, <laughs> uh, who somehow managed 40 goals because he was on Lemieux's wing. My and God. Doug Shedden had... 67 and like so Warren Young had 72 points to Lemieux's 100 and Doug Shedden had 67 it looks like they were the wingers and then Mike Bullard was the second line center with 63 points they were all minus infinity it's worth noting 
Wait, um, of talk show fame? Yeah. Oh, you don't know about Mike Bullard? There's was, a, there's a hockey asked? player by Mike Bullard named Mike Bullard who is not. I, I, the talk I, show. I was making a joke. I thought you were oh. about to tell me they were the same guy. I'm like, there's oh, no sorry. way. <laughs> no, I actually, so I had this. So because Mike Bullard played in the 80s and, and uh, played first on Pittsburgh when I was a child and then played on the Flames when I was also a child and, you know, definitely not aware of, like, definitely not going to watch a West Coast hockey game. Um, I The first time I ever heard about him, I definitely thought, there was a slim chance it could be the talk show host. If you are American, you are like, what the hell are you guys talking Yo, about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we lost. We had a, a like <laughs> low budget Canadian talk show for a while that was sort of like a comedy talk show, where this guy named Mike Bullard was the host, and he it was fairly big in Canada for a while. And he is definitely not the hockey player, but <laughs> I definitely thought it was him. And I actually so much so that I thought so many other people believe this. That I didn't realize you were joking because <laughs> I just assume many people think it's, it's possible. Yeah. I don't even know what the age difference is between those two. Like, um, I guess we're going to have to find out since we brought it up. Mike Bullard talk show host. We're going to find out. So Mike Bullard hockey player uh, was born in Ottawa in 1961. And Mike Bullard, talk show host, was born in '57, in uh, in Etobicoke. So they are three years apart. Wow. So it's no wonder everyone is like confused about them. Anyway, yeah. uh, the point of all that was that the Penguins sucked when when <laughs> uh, when Lemieux joined them, and the Oilers had a bunch of talent around Gretzky. So you could argue, and I'm not doing that, that like at least some of Gretzky's sheer um, outright dominance to start had the fact that he do, had something to do with the fact his supporting cast was um, very good. Uh, I don't know that that's true. I mean, certainly it wasn't amazing the first the first year or two. It got better. Um. So Lemieux also uh, led the league in plus minus once, and he made first uh, five first All Star teams and. Uh, four second all-star teams. Um, uh, the versus X peak adjustment uh, puts him for his best seven seasons as eighth all-time in goals, sixth all-time in assists, fourth all-time in points. It's worth noting that those would be higher had he been healthier. And the same is true for the best 10 seasons, ninth all-time in goals, fifth all-time in assists, fourth all-time in points. He would be higher. Gretzky is above him. He would be high, And so is Gordie Howe. But Lemieux would be higher had he actually finished some seasons. So, um, it's it's uh, it's worth noting uh, in '92 um, he he won the Conn Smythe and uh, he scored 34 points in 15 games. He missed my God. He missed oh, wow. six six games due to injury. And he still led the playoffs in goals and points, not assists. Was that the, was that the year that uh, Adam Graves broke, uh, like fractured his wrist? It might be. I honestly wow. don't uh, know because I was uh, very much not watching the '92 Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, but playoff-wise, uh, you know, he he led his teammate Kevin Stevens with six points despite missing six games, and Kevin Stevens playing every game. Ron Francis beat. Lemieux's uh, assists by one. Um, LeBron Fernandez just played six more games than Lemieux did. So he just absolutely 
um, was the most important player on that team. In the year previously, he is the he became the only the second player in NHL history to score 40 points in a single playoff. He had 44. Um, nobody else but Gretzky has done that. Gretzky did it mul- like four times, I think we said, um, yeah. or something, and Lemieux did it one time. But of course, Lemieux also uh, only ever played in 20 playoff games once his entire career, whereas Gretzky did that like six or seven times. Yeah. Uh, so Lemieux... Uh, was also the best player on a Penguins team that went to the conference finals in 96. And a team that I remember uh, that went to the conference finals in 2001. Um, um, that year, I'm, I'm, I'm double checking before I say it because my memory, well, yeah, I, must, I must be thinking of a different year. Because I, I thought they lost to the Leafs that year, but they lost to the Devils. So it must have been the year before that they lost to the Leafs. Um, because I, I had memories of the Leafs beating the Lemieux Penguins, but that that might have been in ninety uh, not year before, a couple of years before, it might have been ninety seven or something, um, or maybe it was one year he wasn't when he was retired. And it doesn't matter. So he won two cups, uh, and he was absolutely the best player on two other teams that went to the conference finals, and frankly, uh, you know, sh- it, they they went as far as they could. Um, they didn't lose. They didn't get swept or anything in those conference finals. Like I think they were both a uh, pretty close series. He also uh, famously captained the um, what you might call the sort of like I don't know what to call it because the pros weren't playing the Olympics before 2002. But the team that our, our entire country staked its hopes on for a gold medal for the first time in um, was it 80 years? 50, the Olympics 50. Okay. Yeah, it was it, it was 50 and. Uh, when when we lost in Nagano in '98, the first time that we had the pros. That's uh, right. Yeah. Lemieux was not on that team, so yes. that really hurt us. If he had been, if he had been on that team, maybe we would have won because maybe yeah. maybe somebody besides Trevor Linden could have scored on uh, Dominic Kashuk. But he was uh, <laughs> he was of course retired at that point um, due to uh, health problems. But uh, yeah, he so he came back and then he was the captain, and we all remember, or I don't know, we all, I certainly remember his famous non-assist. Um, yes, where he let the pass go through his legs rather than touch it, um, and I know exactly where I was in that gold medal game. Um, yep. I was sober, unlike you, because uh, <laughs> I had a test the next morning, uh, and I, I have vivid memories of like having to drink many pops because the bar was going to kick me out for not ordering drinks because they wanted everyone in there to be ordering drinks because it was so popular. And I, yeah. I had a test and I was just like constant. Maybe this is why I remember this game so well. I wasn't actually drunk. Um, but I, uh, I was just constantly drinking ginger ale because <laughs> I couldn't get drunk. Cause I had like a, a fairly serious, probably math test. I don't even remember what it was. Midterm. Maybe it might've been a midterm the next morning. And, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm impressed that uh, in February I could still afford to buy drinks in a bar. Usually that time <laughs> of the year I was like, okay, let's return some empties so I can buy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I assume you were drinking. Uh, I mean, you were, I must you were have there. Been. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure I had some beers. I don't think I got hammered. at. New- the game was early, too. It was like mid-afternoon. I think it was two. I think it was two to five because I remember yeah. like, like running out of there at five being like or or six or whatever because it probably didn't finish on time but like yeah. running out of there to like 
ghost study and being <laughs> like and being there being absolutely zero people on the street and me thinking like this sucks everybody's having a great time everyone's celebrating <laughs> and i have to go study for midterm anyway um he also uh he won uh two world cups in 87 and uh, uh 2004 which i don't have any memory of him being on that one um but uh then he also uh it must have was a mistake but I have no memory of Lemieux being on the eighty-four, uh, the two thousand fourteen. Um, yeah, he was, uh, and he had decent numbers too. Anyway, um, and then he also won a uh, a world championship um, silver in eighty-five because he was on the Penguins and they sucked, and so he went and played for the world championships and he won a bronze um, in the world juniors. And uh, I'm just looking up. Oh no, he didn't have quite as insane numbers as I thought as he would on those. Um, so the question with Lemieux is, is he the best center of all time? Is he the best hockey player of all time? We sort of dealt with that a little bit during the Gretzky episode and that how Gretzky's numbers are preposterous. And you mentioned, Bill, you, you saw Lemieux at his peak. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't I, think the stats bear it out, but I think if you, if you watched both of them play, um, and not not just like a highlight package, but go back and like watch some old games of them. You just realized how ridiculously dominant they both were. And I yeah. think you're you, you're almost like, do you want the guy who's, you know, six foot five and can sort of force his way to the net and still stick handle through everybody and score a goal, or do you want sort of the, you know, the like surgeon of Gretzky who's just you know carving up a team with these passes that nobody else can make? Like, yeah, just you know, it's you know, and and then the people who like Bobby Orr, can you? Do you love a guy who can just skate circles around the entire team and just embarrass them completely? You know, yeah. so it's like it's sort of pick your poison. But I, I think that top three is pretty cemented. And I know some older people would maybe want uh, in Montreal, Rocket Richard, um, in, uh, you know, uh, Bellevue, um, you know. Uh, uh, and there are people, including Gretzky, who Gordy Howe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Which so like there, there are see. good arguments to be made, but for me, those are my top three. And but I also, you know, I never saw Orr play. I only saw Gretzky in the second half of his career, really. But I saw most of Lemieux's peak years. Um, so I think maybe that's what pushes it over for me. Um, and for I, me, I saw Lemieux in his return, like when when yeah. he was in his peak. First of all, at his actual peak, I was not watching hockey, and his later peak, I was watching hockey selectively um so i would have seen leafs penguins games in like 92 93 but like not a whole lot else and and then like the tail end right before he retired i i wasn't i went as i've talked about on the show before i went into a bit of a um like i essentially boycotted the sport because i was so mad about what happened in the 93 playoffs and and I caught the odd game, maybe. I don't have much memory of it before, like, 98 again. Um, yeah. So I missed I missed most of Lemieux's career. And what I remember of Lemieux is, like, old, still shockingly talented, like, two th- early 2000s Lemieux. That's who I think of when I think of him, which is weird, given my age. But, like, we were a baseball household, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so for me, I have nothing like I, I, all these guys, I, I, I'm in this position where like, you know, I, I will like, 
you know, the, the internet version, the, the so-called internet fight people over how great Forsberg was because I watched yeah. so much of Forsberg, whereas, mm-hmm. like, I don't have skin in the game as much with these better players because, like, I didn't see them at their prime. Yeah. At least not enough to matter. And uh, so I have no, I mean, I to me, I have to go with the numbers, which say Gretzky. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, yeah, I do remember. When, when, you, when you look at the when you look at the stats, it's so hard to make the argument. Yeah. But I, I feel like if you watch them play, then you're sort of like, okay, now I can see why some people lean towards Lemieux. Uh, you know, purely. Yeah. I I think sort of like a lot of it, it's maybe like a little bit of a cop out, but to say Lemieux might have been the most physically talented player ever, and yeah. then to sort of be like, yeah, and you know, Gretzky was sort of the the greatest passer and don't forget he also holds the record for goals so yeah i don't know it's it, it's hard to say right well um, i think the big question is had let not had the back problem yeah so that when he was playing he was actually healthy yeah would he have scored at a higher rate than gretzky did and we don't know that right we just don't know yeah exactly um, because the thing is it's one thing for him to just be hurt and then be completely healthy in the games he wasn't hurt in or like he didn't miss but we know that's not true no, yeah he, and so that means that that's where i think that hypothetical argument that he could have passed these numbers had he been healthy gets some support i i don't think i believe it but i mean who the hell knows um yeah and i mean i i think it's you know the the nice thing is that like it's the older and older I get, the the more having like just a number one of anything strikes me as like kind of silly. It's such yeah. an arbitrary thing, it, and it's yeah. it's like I I you know I when I was a kid I had a favorite album and I had a favorite movie and all this stuff and I've long since yeah. like stopped. It's it, it's it's hard that. to even make it's hard to even make a top ten of most things nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so much stuff, and I think yeah. it's you know you you can sort of say like uh, the I know it's overused, but the sort of Mount Rushmore, right? Like you, yeah. if if you have a Mount Rushmore of hockey and it's Gretzky, Howe, or and Lemieux, not too many people are getting mad. I think. No. Yeah, they they might they might want to switch out one of those players. You yeah. Know, yeah. For, somebody they prefer more and it'll be because like because they're a fan of a team and they're like well, yeah, this, it's, it's, you know this guy it's it it's really bellow though or it's really uh i don't know um, yeah it's, re- it's really richard yeah it's 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 going to be one of those things harvey eddie yeah. shore you know that's it yeah 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 um yeah anyway i mean he's definitely he, at the very least he's the second best center of all time yeah at the very least I guess that's all there is to say about that. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to say about the guy? He was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was, uh, his two nicknames are Super Mario and Mario the Magnificent. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he, uh, let's just this way, he was the kind of guy that you would really want to have the puck on his stick when you really needed a goal. And yeah. uh, if, uh, you know, like I said, if, if he'd been there in 98 in Nagano, maybe, maybe he scores in that shootout. And who knows, right? Like, we're you're missing one of the three greatest players of all time on your team. Of course, you had one of the other three greatest players of all time and didn't put him in the shootout, so. <laughs> and I, I just, just to, like, say one other thing about it is, like, so I, as I said a, a few minutes ago, I, I really did miss the primes of Gretzky and uh, Lemieux, not not because I wasn't alive, but, well, Gretzky, I was really young, but, like, um, and I wouldn't have remembered to watch, but because my family was mostly... Uh, was well uh at the time 
Um, and of course, I was too. Uh, I was not born uh, when Bobby Orr retired, yeah. um, and and Gordy Howe had a comeback when I when he was like fifty, and I was like you know a tiny tiny child, um, if I was even alive. I don't even remember. Um, but I I just Crosby is very very good, and McDavid is very good. Like they are great. They are going in the Hall of Fame, both of them. I think it's safe to say McDavid would have to have like a career-ending injury, I think, for him not to go in the Hall of Fame, right? Um, yeah. But like, there's a part of me that sort of misses, is upset that I missed this. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, right now I am, and not to, I don't want to. I know I always bring up basketball. I'm sorry, but right now I have watched the entirety of LeBron James's career. I am very confident that he is the best basketball player of all time. And I've seen this and I know, I know there are all sorts of people freaking it, losing their minds over this, but it's like, there's no debate anymore. And if you want to come attack me on the internet, you're welcome to do so. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be there first. <laughs> I, I, see, that's you the don't, thing. don't I watch, watch basketball, Bill. <laughs> I don't watch basketball anymore, but I usually, I usually will catch a game or two of the finals. Um, but, I did see all of Jordan's and I remember at the very beginning, just like loving LeBron. Cause he was just, you know, that game where he scored 25 points, like the last 25 points of the game to win in the playoffs. And I was just like, this guy's just going to be unstoppable. And then just that, you know, it, I, I know, I know it wasn't necessarily his fault. He was talked into it, but just the way, the way he left Cleveland and it was like, he's from there. And I was just, it just left it was such terrible. a bad taste yeah. in my mouth. And the thing is, to, to me, it's always, it's his ego dr- that drives me crazy. I know he's a phenomenal basketball player. I don't, I still would put MJ ahead of him, but like, he's obviously top two. Uh, he does ridiculous things out there. He's been the best player in the league since basically the day he joined the league. Yes. Um, you know, he's, he's phenomenally good. Which he does almost a lot 20 of years things. ago, by the way. I know he, he does a lot of amazing, amazing things for the community and to, and to help black youth. And he's just, like, he, he's a good person, but when it comes to the athletic side of things and the ego and like, he really wants to be known as the greatest of all time. It drives me crazy. I just don't like him. I don't know what to say. That, like, that's I, fair. I, I don't yeah. particularly either. And in fact, I know he's great, but to me, MJ was the, you know, never missed the big shot, always took the big shot. Just, you know, so it's, anyway, it's like, the anyway, only yeah, reason I brought it up. Here. Yeah. The <laughs> only reason I brought it up was to say, I've witnessed this in basketball and am sort of upset with myself even though yeah, I was a child, child, for not witnessing the equivalent in hockey. And obviously I couldn't do that with Tor. I wasn't alive. But like yeah. the fact that I could have watched more of both Lemieux and Gretzky is a bit of as much as you can have regrets about these kinds of things because you shouldn't. And I don't really, when we do yeah. talk about it, I think like I really wish I had watched more of these games, seen them play more because I know yeah. the equivalent. And I, I also, I didn't watch Jordan because I was not a basketball fan yet. Um, and that's that's another reason why people will yell at me for my LeBron take. But like, I've, I've watched plenty of Jordan highlights on the other end. But um, but like just seeing um, someone who is okay, I'll grant for some people the second best player of all time um, at their peak is something that I didn't really ever see in hockey. And it's you know th- these episodes sort of remind me of that and make me think like, well, really should have been watching some more hockey games and not yeah. just Leafs games in particular, in the case of Lemieux, um, you know, uh, because okay. there was this phenomenal athlete who was just like preposterously talented who I could have been watching all the time 
I mean, not all the time given the limits of Canadian cable in the 90s, but at least more than I did, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. And it's like injuries in particular, I think, really sort of put that, you know, there's there's not to keep mentioning basketball, but there's all there's a bunch of really talented um, players in the NBA right now whose careers are, are sort of being derailed by injury problems. And you're not mm-hmm. really seeing what they could accomplish if they could play a full season. And, you know, and that's like, it's, it's just, it, it's unfortunate because you really like one of the things we love about sports is being able to see things that pe- people do things that we could never do in our lives. Right. That, that seem yeah. almost impossible to us. And like the more people are hurt, the less you get to see of that. And it's just, anyway, I just wanted to mention that it's like, for me, it's a big regret that I didn't watch more of Lemieux. Or yeah, I, I, when they were as, as much as I saw of Lemieux, like I saw most of his career, but like I'd only watched the playoffs. Like it's not like I yeah. they didn't have a Pittsburgh Penguins channel that you could get in Canada. <laughs> yeah, no, like they did that, right? Yeah, so yeah. I mean, uh, I'm I'm actually, you know, what I should be watching more of Connor McDavid's career right now, and I'm just not not doing it. But maybe it's because of the pandemic thing, but um, also because the Canucks suck, but <laughs> and have had COVID for two and a half weeks. Well, and um, like he's been, he hasn't been great against the Leafs this year. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've, when I've you, seen him. You can shut him down if you have yeah. defensemen who like have really good gap control and sort of like can can pinch him off from picking up that speed, or you just sort of put somebody next to him all the time so you can't get those first couple of strides to really get up to full blazing McDavid speed. Yeah. Like Montreal did it to him the other night, and they just had like somebody like right next to him the whole time, so he could never sort of like loop around and pick up speed. But it, he's eventually going to figure out a way to get loose, and then he's going yeah. to score. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I should be watching more of his career, not just the crazy highlights and stuff, but then I'd have to watch a lot of Oilers games. I don't like the Oilers. <laughs> I, tell you. I like yeah. David, but I don't like anybody else on their team. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I, it, I, it, it's going to be, hopefully we're going to get to, uh, you know, that, that, uh, well, it's not, hopefully it's difficult. Cause you know, you, maybe we do want to boycott the, uh, the Olympics in China for the, for what's going on, yeah. uh, with the Ujiers, but, uh, but, you know, if, if Canada does go, you're going to get a team where you've got, you know, Crosby's our third line center because McDavid and McKinnon will be the first two centers. It's like yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. That'll be a tough quandary for. But it would be really fun to see them play on an international stage and yeah. just whew, yeah, the, yeah. the speed that team will have will be pretty incredible. Yeah. All right. On that note, um, yeah. let's. We will have a, a 96 episode um, with uh, Salming and a really weird old timer uh, next sometime in, in, the, in the next couple of weeks. So please tune in for that. And uh, thank you for listening to this one. And we will see you next time. Take care.